My guest today, you might know of him. His name is Manny Mua. He just has a casual, you know, 4 million followers on Instagram. His bio reads, a daddy body with a mummy face. And really, Manny was one of the first male beauty YouTubers out there doing glam makeup for men. It was so exciting to chat to him to get his makeup tips. I had to ask him for help for how the heck do I do false lashes as good as he does. But I also wanted to know things like his skincare routine, how he takes care of his facial hair, how he applies makeup with his facial hair, as well as a crazy beauty story from working in this really dramatic beauty YouTuber world. So I hope you enjoy. Manny, welcome to Beauty IQ Uncensored. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. I also love your voice, by the way. It's a pleasure. Well, I was just about to say the same. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have your American tones on the podcast. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love (laughs) you so much more. (laughs) Ours can get a little bit nasally, but we'll deal. So I want to know, obviously, let's get right into it because I have so many questions to ask you about beauty and makeup. The first I would love to know is when's the first time that you remember knowing that makeup was a thing? Like, do you have a childhood memory of where you first realized, oh, this is a lipstick? this is a thing. For me, it was when I would watch my mom glam. So uh, before like going to work, you know, before I would go to school, like I would go to my mom's room. And before she would take me to school, she'd be glamming at her own little vanity. So I feel like those are like my earliest memories of makeup is like seeing her glam, put lipstick on, put mascara on. Those are like my first things I was like so intrigued by was lipstick and mascara. Cause it's like so transformative, you know, lipstick, like putting a, from nothing to a red lip, you're like, whoa. It's a shocker. It's definitely a shocker. So those are my first memories is like seeing my mom doing it. And I always thought it was so like fascinating. Yeah. You're like, it's mom. And then she transforms into this superwoman that goes out and just gets done. (laughs) Yeah. And just takes over the world. (laughs) Yes. And then I want to know how did you then go from, you know, watching your mom do her makeup to then thinking, oh, I might like to put some of that on my face. Obviously, growing up for a lot of us and still for some of us, makeup seen as a woman's thing, as a girly thing. Totally. Was there a moment when you were just like, stuff it, I'm a man and I'm going to put makeup on my face? Totally. You know, for me, like, I feel like my first experiences with makeup were actually doing drag. I'd done drag a few times just because it's fun. Like, I did it with my friends and we were just kind of like, playing around and I remember just loving the makeup transformation aspect of it and I was like you know I didn't like wearing wigs I didn't like wearing heels I was like this is so hard being a girl so hard I can't do this (laughs) I can't so but what really stuck for me was makeup and beauty and I remember just kind of thinking like well yes I did drag and I shaved my face and I was trying to do female impersonation but I love makeup so much that I was like you know what I want to take it and do my own thing with it. You know, for me, like I never really shaved my face. Like I am very much male presenting, but just wearing makeup because I thought it was such a fun, creative outlet for me. And that's kind of what I saw it as. I was like, you know what? It's a creative outlet for me. I'm not trying to be like, look, I'm a woman. Like I'm trying to transform into a woman. I'm not trying to be feminine in that way. I was just like, you know what? I'm a dude who loves wearing makeup, who loves playing with it and just kind of has fun with it. So that's what it was for me. It was like the creative artistic freedom of it. And I know, you know, especially like, you know, seven years ago, it was so much more taboo than it is now. It was so much more like, what is he doing? This is so weird. And I would get really weird stares all the time. And not that I don't get some weird stares now when I'm wearing makeup, but. Well, maybe hopefully they're more stares looking at the skills and being like, damn. Yes. Like, how yes. did he do that? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping that they're looking at. 
Not my pores, please. Oh, honey, you don't have any pores. I can't see a thing. <laughs> well, thank God. There's a lot of powder on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so as you said, you know, you, in the beginning, was there ever a point where you thought, oh, I don't know, you know, with how people might react to you wearing makeup or, you know, mm-hmm. the feedback that we get online, which is always so helpful. Right. And did you ever have any doubts about this or you just you just thought, I'm just going to persevere? For me, it was just all about persevering. Like I really, you know, I'm so much that person that like if I find like a passion in something, I'm the like gung-ho type where I'm like, okay, I love this. I'm going to continue doing it until it's not fun for me or something I'm not passionate about anymore. Um, So for me, it was all about perseverance. It was about, you know, finding the inner creativity and inner fun in makeup and in beauty and in the beauty world. And, you know, especially like working at Sephora, I remember I'd go into work and I was wearing makeup at work. You know, I was fully glammed at work and it was so different because not a lot of, you know, it was like me and one other boy working at Sephora and it was the rest girls. And so people would come in and they'd look at me and then they'd do this. And, and I'm like, oh my God, like, I still loved it. Like there's something about it. Like I remember walking through the food court, going to get lunch. People would just be staring at me and I'm just like, well, here I am. Take a you know, picture. I'm here and I'm queer. <laughs> yeah, take a picture. It'll last longer, girl. I'm going to go get my sandwich. I just remember thinking like, this is really strange, this feeling. But I loved it so much that I didn't really care. I didn't really care what people were thinking about it because I was having fun. And I think that's like the really, really important part of it is like I was just enjoying my time and my creative expression and not really giving a shit really of what people were thinking. I'm so thankful that you did persevere. And obviously (laughs) you're doing something right because you're, you know, global bloody social media, YouTube, (laughs) Instagram, TikTok, star, all the things. Um, So thank you you for persevering and for helping to break down some of those, you know, gender norms and gender stereotypes in beauty. Being a social media star, I would love to know because Right now, obviously, it's all about TikTok. Right. I would love to know, are there any TikTok trends that you've seen that ha- that actually are good and that you would do? Um, you know, I feel like for me, TikTok hacks that are like using a spoon to like carve out your contour and like carve out <laughs> your, like, it just, it's so strange to me because a lot of times people are just kind of using it to get, to go viral and go gimmicky. And I, for me, it's not like... I don't like really gimmicky trends. I'm like, if it's going to do a trend, like I want it to be something like practical. Like for example, if someone's wanting to do more of a glistening skin instead of, you know, doing a dewy primer, dewy skin mist all over the face, springing on the back of your hand, getting a beauty sponge and patting it on and going like this over your face. And it's like, oh, well, that's like a hack. It's a trick to make it not look as heavy and as dewy, just a little more skin-like. So things like that I do enjoy. I love seeing TikTok for that and just kind of getting a little like different perspective. But for me, it's like the gimmicky things I just don't like. Cause I'm like, okay, well that's literally not gonna work. And it's, you're just doing it to go viral. It's not actually like going to do anything. It's like not providing anything for the world. And isn't it more effort that I have to go to my kitchen drawer, get a spoon, yes. bring it out. Then I got to do yes. the dishes. It's a whole thing. Yes. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a fork, put it on my nose and contour between yes. the fork lines. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, no, honestly, that's just, it's too much work. Talk to me about some of your favorite brands because here um, at Adore, we love, we love our bougie products, but we also love a bargain affordable buy. What are your favorite bargain makeup products? My biggest favorite bargain product is the e.l.f. Hydrating Camo Concealer. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so full coverage. It's literally what I'm wearing today. Like it's, I use it all the time and it's $6, like six US dollars, you know? So there's a ton of different brands that I'm just like very, very impressed by that are drugstore, like the L'Oreal Pro Matte Infallible Foundation, amazing. Maybelline Superstay, amazing. There's so many different things. And I really feel like the drugstore actually 
or like inexpensive brands, I've really been picking it up when it comes to quality of things. Cause it's like, you know what? Like it's not enough just to be like a cheap makeup brand. Cause people are going to buy it. There's just so much more competition now that there's a lot of brands that are cheaper that are really good quality. And it's like, well, I'm not going to just buy your $1 product. That's crappy. I'm going to buy the $3 product. That's actually pretty good. Yes. So I think that there's a lot of competition now and it's been really, really good for the consumer because a lot of things are actually getting a lot better. Cause people are like, wait, People aren't buying my crappy stuff anymore. We want them to work for our dollar. Yes, you honestly, know? <laughs> we, really, we really do. And I think that that's literally what it's come to now is that everyone's working for that dollar. As a, as a makeup artist in your professional kit when you're working with clients, celebs, you know, what are the products that you find you can find great affordable versions? And then are there products in your kit where you're like it's worth investing in, you know, spending a few more dollars for a, a better finish or a better quality? For me, when it comes to, let's say myself, right? Like I can only compare to myself because I don't put makeup on people anymore. <laughs> but like for me, I think the really important thing to invest in is really like skincare instead of really uh, makeup and stuff. I think that for example, like having like a really good high-end moisturizer that's gonna really prep your skin nicely is like worth more than just like a crappy moisturizer. You know, that's not really gonna do anything. I think that it's all about skin prep. Yeah. And speaking of skincare, because even though a lot of um, what you put up on YouTube and Instagram and everywhere is the glam, you also have beautiful skin. Oh, thank you. And um, I'd love to know, you know, tell me about your skincare routine. Are you a 10-step kind of guy or do you have core ingredients you invest in? I know you love vitamin C, right? Love vitamin C. I literally like wear that every day. There's just like several things that I really like really want to have always constantly in my skincare routine. For example, like I always double cleanse. I always use like an oily cleanser to take off my makeup. And then I use like a regular cleanser afterwards to make sure I get everything off. I'm not just like a one cleanser person. I always tone with something that I need. Like for example, like using a toner with like niacinamide, for example, that's gonna help with your pores, right? I always try to use cleansers like for the things that I need in that exact moment. For example, if I can find my skin's feeling drier instead of using the toner that I did or the serum I used two days ago that was going to help my pores, now I need something that's going to like really hydrate my skin. You know, I think that that's really more about paying attention to um, your skin, what your skin needs, what it's asking for at the time. Um, so I always cleanse, always serum, always moisturize, always use an eye cream. Those are things I do every single night. Just I want to make sure that my skin that's best is going to be the, I'm 29, like I'm not getting younger. So I want to have as <laughs> young as skin, looking skin as possible for as long as I can. So it's really, really important to just kind of take care of your skin because like, honestly, it's the only skin you're ever going to have, you know, so. Going back to vitamin C, because I feel like that is, it was the most Googled skincare product in 2020, in Australia at really? least. Yeah. And okay, cool, um, cool. everyone's all about the vitamin C. Do you have any favorites that you love? I like a, the Murad one, actually. I literally use it this morning. Like I use it every single morning. And of course I use like an SPF after you want to be to make sure, you know, you're not just using vitamin C and not protecting your skin after because it is a brightening agent um, and it does make your skin a little sensitive sometimes. So yeah, I use it. I love the Murad one. I think it's fantastic. I use it all the time. Environmental Shield, I think it's called. Yes. I love the eye cream version of that too. Oh, me too. One of the things that I always notice about your glams is the lashes. Yes. And I, for the life of me, cannot bloody figure out how to put on false lashes without gluing my eyes shut. So please, can you help me? How do I do it? What are your tips? So I, so I feel like, you know what, nowadays, I feel like it's actually a lot easier to apply lashes because there's coming out with products that are like, lash friendly for example like people are coming out with like lash liner 
duos that are like an actually an eyeliner but also a, a lash glue so i think things like that are actually really really good for a beginner for example like there's this brand called eyelore they have when they just come out with one um that's clear or a color so what i like to do now is i actually do it all the time i use a black eyeliner and i plop the lashes on top of the liner and it sticks automatically because it's also lash glue so i think it's really about you know finding a step that works for you that makes it a lot easier for example also with lashes i like to have a lash put it to my eye and see like, okay, is it long enough? Is it too long? Like what's going on with my lash? What's going on with the eye? And I will trim the lash to make sure it fits my eye as well as possible. So it's really, really important to kind of, you know, cater to your eye shape essentially is what I'm saying. But I think that the easiest things right now are those like two in one products that make it a little bit easier for the beginner. Yes. I am the beginner in the lashes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we love a multitasking product. Two in one. Right. We love it. Love it. And um, speaking, I want to talk a bit more about makeup too, for any of our listeners that like you might have facial hair. How do you go about applying foundation and base products like that with facial hair? Um, No. So I actually don't apply makeup on my facial hair at all. Um, and I think that a lot of people think that I do and they're like, oh my God, like, how do you get it so smooth looking? And I'm like, actually, I don't put it there. So if you can, you can see like this, all this is like my natural skin color. So how do you go about blending it so that it looks like you've got the makeup everywhere? It's all about having the right color foundation. So it's all about having the right tone that really is going to make sure it looks like you. Like, for example, this like looks like it blends into the color underneath my beard, right? Because it's just like, oh, well. It's light, he's light, it makes sense. So it really is about just kind of honing in on your actual shade. I like, I like to just put my foundation on areas, like on skin that's actually showing. If there's no hair there, I'm gonna put makeup there. You know, but if there's <laughs> hair, you can just kind of cheat the system and not put makeup there. Unless it's like, I have like a pimple, then I'll just do like a little concealer and like spot treat it. But other than that, like I don't- Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. do you- And using a sponge is always great too. I was just about to say, what tools do you use for your flawless foundation? For my fullest foundation, I always will use a brush. You know, I feel like brushes, like ones that are really dense, like packed kabukis, they always yes. like called kabuki brushes, are really, really good at like packing on the coverage, making sure it looks really airbrushed and flawless. If I want my foundation to be slightly more sheared, I would use a sponge because it kind of soaks up a little bit of the product instead. So what I like to do is I use a sponge like around the edges here to make sure it just kind of blends easily, nicely, and it's not cakey looking essentially. Because, you know, with with brushes, fuller foundations, like it can look cakey pretty fast and pretty easily. So the sponges are really nice at absorbing some of that cakiness. Do you use any like specific beard products or do you just, you know, whack the moisturizer on there? Tell me what your routine is. I don't actually have no beard routine, literally nothing. And I think it's because I don't actually have like a really prominent, intense like beard. I'm not Santa, you know, I'm not looking like a, like a freaking Santa Claus, big old Gandorf beard. <laughs> and so for me, I just noticed that if I'm using my skincare on my face, I just bring it down to my facial hair and it always ends up just being fine. Like I just want to kind of combine all of it. If I'm already using like really hydrating serums, I'm using hydrating moisturizers. I'm doing it and I'm using it on my facial hair. I'm just putting it all over my face. Then it kind of just does what it needs to be done on the face, on the facial hair as well. I already have a long routine. I just can't do it. And finally, I would love to know, even though you don't work on clients anymore, but back in the day you would have, I'd love to know if you have any like crazy or scandalous stories about working in beauty. Oh my goodness. I remember once, like I was, it was when I was working at Sephora, it was literally like six years ago, seven years ago. I remember I was um, working in like the fragrance section and this guy came in and he was like, talking to me, asking me about like the fragrances. And I was like, yeah, this would be great. Da, da, da. And he was just like, very strange. 
the way he was acting was very, very, very strange, right? He was very much like, oh, cool. Like, how long have you been working here? And I'm like, oh, you know, like a year, I guess. And he's like, oh, cool. What are you doing after this? Like, after you oh. go off, like, where do you go? And I'm like, home? Like, it was just such a very weird interaction. And he was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, would you be down to, like, do something after? And I'm like, no. Like, I literally was like, no, I'm not down. Um, and it was just so strange because I was, like, fully glam. I just wasn't expecting it. And I remember um, when he left, like, he didn't actually leave. Like, maybe, like, 15 minutes later, I saw him, like, walking past. And I was like, and he, like, was looking in. And I was like, okay, this is, like, freaking me out. So I remember having, having to call, like, security and be like, can you guys, like, make sure when I go to my car after, like, that I'm not going to be abducted. This just sums up retail life, hospitality working. Literally. I'm just being nice. Like, I'm literally like, hey, like, how are you? Nice to meet you. And I think he was thinking that I'm like hitting on him. And I'm like, bro, that's not what's happening. I'm literally just doing like, my I'm job. I'm trying to get my commission. I'm trying to make my coin. <laughs> I'm trying to get this bag. And I don't want to go out with you. Now you just have to probably, I guess, deal with weird people on the internet sometimes. Yeah, which is fine. I can handle a DM. But real life, I'm like, please get away yeah. from me. <laughs> Well, Manny, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And um, I'm going to go practice my false lashes now. Yes, yes. It'll be easier, I promise. You just practice makes perfect, I promise. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. So nice to meet you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. If you love the show, if you love us, please do go into your wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Tell all your friends and otherwise, I will speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.